Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Rail. While you listen to this podcast and think about the topics we'll explore, remember that the areas you're moving into are always most important. Always prepare for what you're about to do and always know what's happening while you're doing it. That's how you move to protect others and yourself. Now, from headquarters, here's our host, Jason Francis. All right, welcome to another episode of Keeping It Rail. Who do we got today, Travis? Today we have Zach Bliven. He's one of our drivers from the Driver Chronicle series that people can go look at on YouTube. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. What you been up to? Ah, well, I've just been chilling most of the time, getting my work done. Got a nice little dedicated run uh, in Arizona to California and back, round trip, home every day, and uh, I'm just living the dream. So this dedicated run, man, where is that from? Is that like from the Phoenix Terminal to Los Angeles area, or what are we talking about here? Oh, almost hit it. Um, It's about a half hour west of Phoenix in Buckeye. And that runs to Corona, California, which is about an hour east of L.A. So just about uh, get a go in California, not deal with the L.A. traffic. And then I get in, deliver, get reloaded, and then I go back and do it all over again. What are you hauling on that? I haul glass. And so then, the, you're, you are going to the window place. They, yeah. I did that run a few times myself. I landed in Phoenix. And they said, hey, you want to do this for a little while? And I'm like, sure. And it was a week, week and a half, whatever. I did it a few times. And that was a pretty good run. So what are you, a flatbed guy then? or? Yeah, I was. But then I ended up switching uh, early last year to Curtin. And then I pulled around here. And then I ended up doing, I think, two weeks of just that run. And then I was like, oh, I kind of like this. So I did a final run out here. And then I went back, and then that's where I've been the last year and two months doing these runs because I run them overnight. I got to sleep during the day, and then at night I'm running and all that good stuff, and it's no one really out, so it's the biggest win that I've come across. It was awesome. How about the support? How was the support through all this time? Both ends, definitely family and company most support I've ever received so it's quite nice uh, if I had an issue it's taken care of relatively fast um, my family is super supportive about it so I guess that was one of the bigger things that's why I'm still driving and then thanks to all the support here at rail I mean and I couldn't want anything more I guess <laughs> got everything excellent and now you're here having a good time with us talking trucking talking rail how was your trip up here to Marshfield I got to hit every single stop that I like because the way I came up is my favorite route in the whole country to take. And so I end up hitting all my favorite food stops, all my fuel stops that I like. Okay, the- I got to ask, what's the, what's the favorite route? Um, Sorry so, to interrupt you, man. But no, you're all right. Uh, it's nothing crazy, but um, it's coming uh, off the 40 in New Mexico, um, the inter- Interstate 40 connecting to US uh, 54. Tucum Carry. Yep, right there. Um, and then about a half an hour from there, there's an Allsup's. They got a whole bunch of good foods there, mini tacos, mozzarella sticks, 
I was going to be sad if I missed that stop. This is a, this is a guy after my own heart. He knows all the truck stops based on what they have for food. Yeah. Um, I did. I took almost the exact way that I normally take. There's just a small change, uh, which is all right. Because uh, normally I'll end up going, and I think I end up hitting the US 50, and then I end up passing a loves with the Sonic. I've spent countless 34 resets there. Loved it. I brought my wife. She got to do it too. But this time I ended up. The salt town there. What is that called? Uh, Hutchinson. Hutchinson. That's it. I, I used picked to, up salt from there too. I used to go pick up salt there all the time. Yeah. It was cool. I, I'm sad I didn't get to go back, but Sonic wasn't going to be open when I drove through. So <laughs> it's that food I stopped for it. I'm telling you, he's a man after my own heart. I know all the truck stops based on the, what kind of food they have, you know? So you can see why it's my favorite route. So, and then just the rest connecting to the 35 or the rest of that is just whatever. Um, I ended up going to a new loves that I hadn't been to uh, in Iowa completely forgot where, but, um, it was cool. It was really big. I got a killer spot cause I kind of was working on driving overnight. So I ended up getting in there about 10 o'clock in the morning. Got a nice curb spot right next to the entrance, pulled right out. No issues, no one parked in front of me. <laughs> was, I was just I was just wondering if you somehow managed to come across the seventy there. That's my favorite route in the whole country there. That's beautiful. I love it there. Not uh, so great for the fuel mileage, but it's oh, no, no, it's no. it's a beautiful drive. <laughs> it is. Um Yeah, no, I have been there just a few times. Uh one time during the snow where it wasn't too bad, it was just starting. So I got to see all that. And then this jam-packed with all the skiers because they're all vacation towns. When did you get married? Uh, 21. Um, 2021. How's that going? Oh, quite well. She picks up all my slack when I'm not home. <laughs> so it's not like there's much to do anyways. I try to keep a relatively clean house, cars, trucks, everything I come in contact with it try to keep it cleaner than i left it and so she kind of lucks out with that i do all my dishes i do a decent amount of cooking back in may i ended up moving into a house um so well i got a house now (laughs) i got a nice three-car garage which is what i was shooting for because i love cars i wanted a place to work um and then i also had a third car that needs to be worked on so it gets tucked up in there and worked on all that good stuff on my free time which isn't very often i get maybe saturdays off entirely because my wife works um so that's like my day to do whatever i gotta do nice are we rebuilding a car or are we just Uh, fixing one a little bit of both um it's a 2000 toyota celica gt when i bought it uh, because this is my second one the first one I ended up selling to get something more reliable. Um, and I ended up getting a Ford Focus, which is killer. I've got some cool ideas for it, but the Celica's priority right now because I need a car that works. But uh, it's nothing fancy. I bought it stock, and that was the goal. It came with a couple of extra things I didn't know it came with originally. So it's a neat little hatchback. Trucking has put you in the position where you can afford to do these things yeah the house the you know the hobby the cars all this stuff oh yeah all my hobbies gosh i got so many but 
trucking has given me that ability and I think because I started to lease sooner on or earlier on that um, all those opportunities came a little faster than they would have and so I'm grateful for that um, I like to work for what I like to do and so with as many hobbies as I got because I got cars RC cars I'm into trading card games board games video games all that stuff and it all requires a bunch of money so no joke there those rc cars these days are oh. something else oh you're telling me wow. are you racing the electric ones or yeah uh not into the racing yet i've i've built three and converted one of them from a car to a buggy and i just finished that but wow when i was younger and had disposable income you know before the kids and all that came along right <laughs> i used to build the gas powered Oh. RC cars, you know, they had the little airplane engine in them and stuff. Yeah, those are cool. It was a lot of fun. I, I was living in Germany at the time. I was oh, I was stationed there with the military. And the, in the town I lived in, they had a racing club. So they had this podium that you would climb up on where you could see the whole track. And you'd nice. race around. They had the jumps and curves. And This was back before they had all these parts that you could buy, you know, the adjustable shocks and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, I got some of those. So we used to... We used to take the little shocks apart and drill holes in the pistons oh. so that they would be softer on one side of the car. That way it wouldn't flip over, you know. That's <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to get to something like that eventually. Right now, I'm just buying parts that are already made for yeah. it. Um, this buggy is the biggest project I've taken on so far, converting it. I had to buy I all, Most of the parts are aluminum. Um, I got the really nice adjustable oil-filled shocks. Sure. Um, so the car is kind of almost nothing like it was when it started off with. It's only got the motor and um, the electron electronic components. Those are the only things that haven't changed yet. It's a lot of fun. No argument there at all, man. I I just have way too many other priorities these days. I can't can't really justify that. Right. I see that. I see that old pickup of mine sitting in the basement gathering dust there. You know, and I'm just like. You know, I'd like to get that back out, and then I start thinking about all the stuff I need to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you there. I'm not going to be in that position anytime soon, hopefully, because um, I'd like to get all the fun out or as much as I can before I settle down. Mm. Uh, I'm in a good spot to do it even if I wanted to right now, but it's all those hobbies. That's a part of what keeps me going. The VR would be cool on those vehicles that you guys are talking about. So you can put the headset on and have the camera on the vehicle. That'd be really cool. That'd be cool. That would definitely be a little trippy for me because in all my video games, I like to play third person. I try to play first person, but there's only a few games I can do that in, like Skyrim. Um, that's I can't do the third person in that game, but for the most part, it's third person or I can't do it. <laughs> So you'd have to have a camera uh, up on something facing down yeah, on the like vehicle. Yeah, a selfie stick or something like that. <laughs> I watch a whole bunch of car videos, and there's guys that have, um, oh, I don't know what they're called, but oh, I think they're just 360 cameras, and they extend from the back of their car, and they watch everything going on. Mm -hmm. So it'd probably be something like that. That'd be cool. I never even thought of that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was a thing, so that, now I'm excited seeing what else I could dig into. <laughs> I, that never occurred to me at all, Travis. <laughs> Sounds fun, right? Yeah, it does. But you're, you're like in the car? I, especially I, if you got the... 
put the camera in the car, actually, if it's 360. That would be cool. I'm right there with you, man. It sounds awesome, but I just that never occurred to me before. Yeah, it'd be cool to not do it as you're driving, but have something I'll look back on later, um, just to see the perspective from your car. I've got a couple cars set up where I could do that because they got um like clear windows and all that because I didn't feel like painting them, and so it kind of be perfect, protected, and all that good stuff. Speaking of remote control stuff, I have the dumbest thing, but it's so much fun. My parents bought it for me for Christmas as a joke. It's a remote controlled boat with a fishing line off of the back. No way. Yes, you go out there, you park the boat, you watch the bobber, the bobber goes down, you take off with the boat, and you can reel the fish in. I've only caught little bluegills with it so far, but I've seen videos online of people catching bass with these things. That is so cool. Yeah, that's not really a joke. My grandpa would probably get a kick out of that. He loved to fish. What was your most memorable experience out on the road with rail? I guess one of my favorites is um, taking my wife on the road with me and my dog. Just a whole bunch of memorable routes and good times. Uh, one time I was at the Dayton Drop Yard. Um, one of the few times that I got Uber Eats delivered, I uh, got White Castle. That was very exciting because we've got one where I live. Well, it's like an hour drive. And so it's just like, do I want to drive an hour? Or do I want to come here, pay a little more, and have it brought to me? And so I brought it, or had it brought to me. Definitely worthwhile. This uh, man is very food driven. Oh yeah. I love White Castle too. It's still terrible, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sl- sliders, right? Yeah. Like the original sliders. Yes. They're terrible, but they're so good. Yeah. So uh, going to Gary, I was. It was something because they got this really good barbecue place. Um, I I went there twice. Um, What's the name? uh, Yeah, that one is, it escapes me, but it's in between a TA and a pilot, um, just a few miles from the terminal. Okay. Um, Super cool. They went and bought a van trailer, and so they're cooking inside that, and they got a bunch of steps going up there. You walk inside, and it is the coolest thing I have seen. Uh, no room to sit down, but I think three quarters of that trailer is just for cooking and storage for their food. And then selling. Yeah, and then uh, and the you just take it and go like a food truck. Yeah, but it's a big food truck. Yeah, it's a really big food truck that you walk into. Must be busy though. They must have a lot of people oh. coming through. Oh my gosh, it's always so busy. There's always at least a half hour wait, um, minimum. Uh, I've heard people waiting for an hour. The barbecue is worth it though. I was thinking about stopping off there before going to Appleton. I had a day and a half to hang out. Um, but then White Castle and Gary was also a trap because I'd go get a, a box of the 20, and then I would eat that across my 34 or whatever, throw it in the fridge. <laughs> Good times. I guess my all-time favorite restaurant, aside from the Lumberyard here in Marshfield, is in Grand Island, Nebraska. Or, yeah, Grand Island, Nebraska. Um, it's this really big Balsaman tra- uh, travel center. And it's all race car themed or racing themed. And uh, this restaurant, I can't think of what it's called right now. I regret eating there one time. Been there a few times before that, but they have the best food I've ever had. Really good mac and cheese. Um, they had good nachos, chips, and salsa. It's a restaurant right there in the truck stop? Yeah. I don't remember what that one's called either. It doesn't 
doesn't really matter, I guess. It's in the big giant Boselmans. So. Yeah, you can't really miss it. Uh, Grand Island, Nebraska. And in the bathrooms, they got go-karts hanging from the ceiling. Um, they have an arcade room across from that uh, restaurant, and they've got, I think, a 90s Corvette hanging from the ceiling. Super cool. And then all sorts of racing memorabilia up the walls through the whole truck stop. But it's more centered around the, uh, the bathroom and the restaurant area. Been in there a few times, no doubt. Yeah, they got a lot of good eats. I think it's a pilot now or something, but it used to be an independent chain there. Boselman's, they just had a few of them, but I think Pilot took it over, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a pilot now, but they still got those signs up. What was the one thing, if you can think of it, that surprised you the most about trucking? Like you thought it was a certain way and it was completely different. Well, one of the things that I wasn't really expecting or looking into is all the, um, I guess, restrictions on truck drivers and all the laws. Like, I understand there's all that stuff out there, but the extensive amount kind of shocked me when I first started driving. But now that I've gotten used to it, I'm just like, oh, that, that makes sense. I understand this. I understand that. So... Nothing really to complain about. It's all easy to work around uh, being legal all the time, but it's just the extensive amount of rules and regulations. Yeah, it takes a little bit to learn it all and live by it, but once you do, it's, it becomes second nature. What did you do to you know get familiar with everything and get yourself into a good momentum of you know being uh, compliant? Uh, doing all the... Uh, videos and stuff when I was uh, getting my CDL those were helpful and then I if I ever got time I read Uh, nothing crazy just whatever is around me one of those times I happen to have one of those rules and regulation books around and then other times I didn't have one so I'd look in the rail app um, and I just I'd read about it not really enjoyable reading but it was something to do at the time and uh, that's kind of just how I ended up learning everything along with going over the road for about a month with a trainer. That was probably the best thing I could have gone through um, because, well, he taught me everything, I just about everything I needed to know. I've learned some tricks here and there and other things that um, would be useful to know. But for the most part, he gave me everything. My I trainer was cool. I switched from I switched from reefer to curtain side. I gotta admit, I was terrified that first load that I had, but it was a phone call away. My fleet manager, you know, you take that load securement photo, mm-hmm. and you send it in, and my fleet manager at the time said, "Pretty close, but you need a strap here and here." And she sent me back to email with a photo with the. I was like, "This is fantastic. The support yeah. here is great." Zach, let's get current. What's going on? today what's going on now you rail um, tell our listeners people who have seen the driver chronicles videos update people what's going on uh, today with Zach Um, there's another company that has a route that I really like I would like to run and um, it kind of just aligns with all my goals I'm here to terminate my lease and uh, go start something new but I'm going to miss it here. Um, 
it's been a lot of great support and I made a lot of great friends here and I'm kind of sad to see it go not kind of sad I'm really sad to see it go <laughs> I'm not ready to leave yet but it's just not in the cards I guess yeah that route it's, fits you best yeah and uh, I heard from someone uh, don't chase the route chase the company and I mean I haven't had that experience yet this will be the first time and I'm just like that sounds like sound advice but kind of want to see what happens if I chase the route instead because uh, I know there's a whole bunch of other opportunities I could have had um, where I could have been home probably about the same amount of time as I am now or more um, with rail yeah with rail sorry um, but as of right now it looks like this might be the best play but only time will tell and uh, I'm guessing that you uh, weighed all the options uh, what I mean by that is you looked at kind of all the different things the per mile the miles the yeah. home time the you know so on you guys know that stuff what should somebody be looking for when they're going and looking for that <laughs> that uh, that right position for them you got to look for what fits you it's not the same for everybody um, some people it's all about the money other people myself it wasn't so much about the money I mean of course everybody needs the money but I don't like the big company atmosphere uh, I worked for a big company before and I did not want to come to rail <laughs> because it was a big company. I was working for Billy Joe Bob's small company over here, and rail purchased that company. So I found myself drafted. Oh. But I stayed here now, what, 10, 12 years now, I think, because it doesn't feel like a big company. It has way more opportunity than Billy Joe Bob's trucking company over here did. But it feels like a family environment. And for me, that's that's far more important than the extra little bit of money I might get at someplace else that treats you like a number. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of depends on what you're looking for, really. You know, and in your case, you're looking for a specific route, mm -hmm. um, which apparently we don't have available at the moment. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's just, it just varies for everybody. So... The big thing here with me was the family family feel. And, oh, my God, the benefits were so much nicer than where I was working before. When they <laughs> when they drafted me at first, I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible. But then I was like, okay, maybe not so bad. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a big thing to look at. Um, that was a part of what I was looking at. Um, I guess another big one would be equipment. Because um, mm -hmm. here – I think I've had, well, I mean, anything under a couple hundred thousand is basically brand new. The two trucks I moved into were about 50,000 miles. So basically brand new trucks and um, not entirely sure what I'm getting into with the other company yet. Um, I'll find out here shortly. But hopefully it's not anything too bad. Well, maybe we'll see you back here. Right? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't want to like... I let, I know you're looking forward to this route that you're going to get on and everything, right. but uh, just coming from the company standpoint. Oh, for sure. If they'll have me back and things don't work out that way, then this would be my first option. Anything else 
you have or you want to say to anybody or any everyone listening yeah i'd like to give a shout out to jeff we went through the gycdl program together and uh with the foundation that rail gave us we're still doing good we're still going safe so all right all right well thank you all for listening to another episode of keeping it rail keep the shiny side up and a dirty side down be safe out there y'all thanks for being here zach yeah thanks for having me thanks for listening Thank you.